Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, June the 8th, um, wherever you are, however you are, however this meets you, uh, I just wish you God's grace, God's love, God's beauty today, uh, God's overwhelming sense of love and mercy and presence in your, uh, just in your being, um, May you experience that. Maybe you know it. Not just a head level, but a heart level. So let's read the gospel today. It is so good. So we're going to follow up again. Started yesterday, didn't we? The Sermon on the Mount, which is going to go Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. So my guess is we will spend the next three weeks at least on this Sermon on the Mount. Some of the most famous, most beautiful uh, some of Jesus' speak, teachings with the most depth. Uh, we're going to find all of that in this uh, Sermon on the Mount, including today's reading. A little bit uh, shorter than yesterday. So we'll follow up right after the Beatitudes with uh, Matthew 5, 13 to 16. So let's break open what God has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand, where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that just so good? Why do we even need to comment on this at all? It just stands right there on its own. Um, but because you know me, and I'm going to comment on it, of course. Here's where I want to start. I want to start at the end of our first reading and just do the last verse. First reading is Paul writing to the Corinthians. So it's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse either 22 or verses 21 and 22. I just want to give an idea of what Paul is saying because I love how it ties to the gospel. And this is what Paul says. But the one who gives us security with you in Christ and who anointed us is God. He has also put his seal upon us and given the spirit in our hearts as a first installment. Now, that's such a Pauline way to talk. You know, he, Paul just talks at a different level. But here's the part I love. He has also put his seal upon us. In other translations, he has also put his mark upon us. Why would that make a difference? He's saying the same thing, whether you use seal or mark. Because here's what he's talking about. In his day, if one was a slave uh, of a uh, landowner, they would put a mark on you, of course, denoting uh, the household with which you are a slave and that you are a part of that household. If you were within the Roman army, 
the generals would put a mark on you denoting what you know battalion or what uh, under whose command you served. That's what he's saying. This is what Paul's saying to us, that God has put his mark on us. He has put his seal on us, denoting to everyone to whom we belong, that we belong to God. So what does that mark look like? Well, it looks like a gospel, right? That's what it looks like. Now, before I even dive into what this mark looks like, remember who he's talking to, right? And that was yesterday's uh, podcast. Jesus saw the crowds. He saw everybody, and, and, and he saw the human condition and how it was playing out. And he saw those who felt they had no voice. He saw those who were on the peripheries. He saw those who were down and beaten, uh, you know, poor in spirit, as we, we talked about yesterday. And those who were hungry and thirsting for something that just never came about, who were at their wit's end. He saw those who were meek and felt like just not seen nor heard. These are the people he's talking to. And he looks at them and he says, you think you have no value. No, my friends, no. You are the light of the world. Not only are you seen, not only do I see you, and, and not only am I reminding you and giving you hope that, hey, blessed are the meek, you shall inherit the earth. And blessed are you who are poor in spirit. The kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you because I am with you in the midst of this day-to-day uh, -day hurt and, and despair and, and struggle and the grief that you carry for those who mourn. All these things, I am with you in the midst of it. Even beyond that hope that he's giving, he's looking at them now and saying, I'm going to take it to the next level. You, my friends, you are the light of the world. I'm not just with you in the midst of this. You carry the kingdom. Isn't that wonderful? Brothers and sisters, it's not just for us. When we reach a certain platitude, when we re reach a certain morality level, when we reach a certain understanding of the gospel, you right now, you're mourning. You right now, you feel that your voice is not heard, you're not seen. You right now, who feel you're banging your head against a wall. You right now, who, who are despairing, who are poor in spirit. You right now, where you are, you carry the kingdom with you. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You flavor it. You remind us what it's about. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't know that. I'm not a scientist. I am not a, a, uh, a chef. I am, I am, I'm not well-versed in, in those arts and sciences. Um, but here's what I know. I know enough that... What salt does is it enhances flavor. Without salt, as we, as we cook, uh, things become flat, right? Things become tasteless. Um, and there are flavors within that food that, that are not brought out. But, but the right amount of salt brings in there doesn't call attention to itself. It calls attention to the flavors in the food that we are salting, be it meat, be it vegetables, be it rice, whatever it is right? 
that it brings out those flavors already existing within those other elements. It merely is a catalyst. It merely moves them in that direction. However, if I put too much salt on into it, right, it calls to mind itself. It calls attention to itself. It becomes too salty. That's all we see and taste then. It becomes gritty. It becomes unsavory. It becomes something that, that we don't care for. Brothers and sisters, we walk that fine line, right? Right now, right where you are, in the midst of how the world and you and I are struggling in this dance that we call life. Jesus looks at us and says, but you're the salt. You're the salt because you bring those lessons that those who are in power need to see and hear. Because you bring the realities of the day-to-day. We're not in an ivory tower anymore. God is in the midst of life as it is lived here today. And you are the salt of that. And when we do it well, we enhance all that is around us. And we enhance the gifts that other people bring. And we enhance who they are and what they are. And when we go overboard... And it becomes about us. That salt is, is too much, man. It's, it's all that they see is me. And, and, and they don't see God through me. They just see me at a dead end or you, right? We've all been there. We've all, we've all gone on both sides of this line where we have not salted at all for fear or what, what happens if I say something, you know? And then things just go on as they are which isn't great. But to the extent that we invite and allow people to be who they are and, and, and through our actions and through our love and through our companionship and through our accompaniment and, and, and words of, of grace and goodness and life, invite those around us in whatever reality that is become more of who they are. That is bringing out their flavor. And that is what we are called to do. Because if they see us in the midst of a struggle and we're able to share in the midst of our struggle what that struggle is, it gives other people the the permission to do the same and know that God is in the midst of what's going on with them too. But that that is not the end. That struggle is not the end. We know that. We know the end of the story. But we are not only the salt of the earth, right, brothers and sisters? We are also the light of the world. And, and, and here's what I know about light. That when it lacks, we're in darkness. And we simply can't see. And we fumble around and we get hurt and we bump into one another and, and, and stub toes and, and hurt shins and fall and falter. And feel alone. But when there's too much light, again, when there's too much light, we have to shade our eyes. It becomes becomes overwhelming. It becomes too bright. It becomes uncomfortable. Again, it becomes all about that light that I want to say, stop, you know, retreat, recede, you know, dim yourself. And, And so I think it talks about that same line of salt. I think Jesus uses these imageries beautifully uh, because when we have too much salt, ugh, we want to spit it from our mouth. When there is too much light, we are, we are adversely reacting to that. 
when that becomes about us as light or us as salt, we've missed the point because we're not the end. God is always the end. But when we bring the right amount of light, we give light to all that is in the room, including those parts of us that we struggle with, including those parts in the world that we ought to struggle with. We bring light to the truth, right, as well. We bring light to a situation and allow someone um, permission uh, to grasp what is. Brothers and sisters, here's, here's what I love. That last line is so good to me. Just so, just so. Okay, he's talking about, you know, you don't put a lamp, you know, light a lamp, put it under a bushel basket. You set it on a lampstand so everybody can see, right? Just so, your light, you, my friend, you who are down, you who are struggling with life, you who are at your wit's end, you who are a peacemaker and being mocked about it, you who are, are, are um, uh, merciful and being called weak or whatever it is, you right now. Let your light, your light must shine before others. Why? That they may see your good deeds. They may see who you are. They may see how you are, are treating one another. You're carrying your own integrity and you're treating one another with dignity. They see your deeds. They see the hope and the vision that you carry. I mean, let's talk Don Quixote, right? They see you tilting at windmills and they want to do the same. But they don't just end with they see you and praise you, right? Because that'd be too much light. That'd be too much salt. Just so your light must shine before others that they see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. How do they do that? By bringing out those very things within themselves. Not that they become images of you and I. That would be awful because they're not created in your image or my image. They're created in God's image. And and we, in being who God made us, being how God made us, not too much, because then it becomes about me, not too little, because then it's all about fear, and we're in darkness or flat. But when we are who we are in humility and in grace, and not in fear, but in, in, in acceptance of how God made me, with what gifts God gave, gave me, and I'm, and I'm using them, I give permission, you give permission for others to step into that same place and be who God made them to be with the gifts God made them. Because you know what? It's not our job, you and me, to control uh, the kingdom of God here on earth and make sure everything's going okay. That's, that's a higher pay grade. That's God's. He has given us the gifts to make sure we are participating and, and helping bring about the kingdom of God, but we have to say yes. And when other people see you say yes and live it, it gives them permission to do the same. And that's how we glorify God, isn't it? That's how we glorify God, by being who God made me to be and you being who God made you to be and giving permission for others to be who God made them to be in all their, their again, because, you know, again, we need each other, don't we? We need the gifts each other brings. You know, we're all the body of Christ in that imagery that Paul uses in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, right? It's, it's, you know, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. Or, or the eye can't say to, to, you know, the ear, I don't need you. You are one part of the body. 
And if you are not living your gifts, if we don't give other people permission to live their gifts, our body is impaired. You are the salt of the earth. And we don't get too salty in the light of the world. Don't, don't, don't overly shine in the sense that it's going to be about you. But just right, just right. And people see, they see the truth of who God is and how good God is. And they see the flavor with which God uh, infuses within us and life. You, you who are run down right now, you carry the kingdom with you. And we have to give other people permission to live it. Let's pray. Again, let's trusting this good God. Uh, let's just uh, bring our prayers and, and set them at the foot of the cross. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Mary runs in haste to meet her cousin Elizabeth and stay with her for three months. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. And in honor of my younger brother Mike's birthday, uh, 
Archangel Gabriel, or Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Michael, pray for us. My friends, be well, uh, be loved, uh, and uh, stay in in God's wonderful embrace today. And I look forward to us being back again tomorrow. God's peace.